I'm uh, type two bipolar, so I don't get the, the rapid cycling manic highs and lows that the type ones does. I get more of a, a hypomanic state in which it's it's a high. It's not you don't get as manic as 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 the other, but you'll get a short. In my case, usually two, maybe three day burst of of I'll call it a high, and that high, if gotten out of control, you don't sleep. And if you don't catch it and you're not careful, you're, you'll, it'll hit you and you'll crash into a low, uh, which in my case would quite often last for two, three, five months longer. That, I hear that story from so many people. They do a little bit of research, go down the Dr. Barry rabbit hole, and then go from there. So you were kind of doing it. You were feeling better, having more energy and weight loss. What sort of happened after that? Like, when did you start to notice the uh, other changes, like mental changes? I think the, the, the difference with carnivore, the, the carnivore made for me, um, so many other programs that I had tried in the past, you get a measure of success. Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie, and thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcasts. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this carnivore diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And once you're there, you can sign up for free to our email newsletter. And once a week, we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes. Uh, we'll tell you about new meetups. We'll give you special invites and things like that. Completely free. Sign up there. The other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size Redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder. People have been loving these. We offered them on our 24-hour live stream. You can purchase these right on the website. And every proceed, every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary. And the other thing we have there are the water bottles, and the cutting boards. They're completely customizable, and you can engrave them. Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. Hello and welcome. Carrie here from Healing Humanity, the power of a proper human diet. And today I have a special guest with me, Cameron, who has uh, experienced a, a life-changing transformation um, in terms of mental health, depression, uh, bipolar, anxiety. I did a video not too long ago on depression. I reached out to the community and said, please send me your testimonials. And Cameron uh, very kindly sent me his testimonial. And it really uh, hit close to home, hit close to home to me. I'd teared up a little bit listening to it. It was very powerful testimonial and story and transformation. And so I thank you, Cameron, for that. And welcome uh, to the show. How are you doing? Doing spectacular. You know? Just uh, another wonderful day. Feeling amazing. <laughs> That's great to hear. So I'm looking forward, Cameron, to just sharing your story. This is real laid back. I had some questions for you here. And then, uh, I guess for the community that's chatting along here in the sidebar, if you have any questions for Cameron or myself, 
Uh, please post those and put like a QQQ in front of it. It's just easier for us to find them that way. Uh, and yeah, then we'll go from there. So Cameron, I guess my first question was just, could you maybe tell us a little bit about your background and maybe your life before finding carnivore diet? Well, for basically probably I'd say as long as I can remember, um, looking back, I've had uh, lots of the symptoms of the bipolar. Of course, it took me a lot of years before I realized what it was. And uh, um, after a few hospital visits and, and going through different medications and so forth, I was finally diagnosed with it a number of years into it. But as I was younger, I would, uh, I had a lot of energy. And of course, I was young. I could do all sorts of things. And people would look at me and say, you know, how, where do you get all your energy from? And I was raised in a family that uh, hunted quite a bit extensively. And we would get our moose and elk and deer and everything every, all, every year. And I always joked that it was all the meat that I ate. And uh, then when I was on my own, I, I did the same. And one year I got a number of animals, but I couldn't afford much else. And so I ate meat like crazy, and again, that was uh, that was my my joke that as I, I was had so much energy and I felt so good because of the meat, but I didn't know what I know now, and well, perhaps that was true. Wow, Providence come full circle, right? Mm -hmm. So, in, in terms of the bipolar disorder. I'm pretty familiar with depression, anxiety, but could you tell us a little bit more about that and what does it what does it mean to have bipolar disorder? I'm uh, type two bipolar, so I don't get the the rapid cycling manic highs and lows that the type ones does. I get more of a, a hypomanic state in which it's it's a high. It's not you don't get as manic as 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 the other, but you'll get a short. In my case, usually two, maybe three day burst of, of, I'll call it a high. And that high, if gotten out of control, you don't sleep. And if you don't catch it and you're not careful, you're, you'll, it'll hit you and you'll crash into a low, uh, which in my case would quite often last for two, three, five months longer. And it was just the deepest, darkest, suicidal feeling that you just didn't want to. You couldn't get out of bed. You had no energy. Uh, your legs are concrete. You're, you know, you really, you pushed, you pushed your way through it. But, um, and then as well with the, the anxiety and the fear of people that came with that. And it just, it was, it was, it wasn't very pleasant. And, and when were you diagnosed with the bipolar? How long did you experience it for? Well, I would say probably, I'm going to say official diagnosis, um, probably 25 years. Um, but I, looking back, I see that of symptoms that I've obviously had for a good portion of my life that uh, I had before, I just hadn't recognized it. But, uh, and that was after several extended hospital visits and being locked up in a cuckoo house. So, Do you have any other history of that? Like any siblings or anyone else experiencing that sort of thing? Um, nothing officially diagnosed. Um, 
my mom always said, you know, I don't know how that you could ha get it because it's it's um, hereditary. But it's interesting because the more I see the research of it and with Dr. Palmer and his book and seeing how it's actually affected more by on, on a metabolic reason um, basis, it's, it helps me to reaffirm that maybe it wasn't as much hereditary as what is what the way I was eating. Mm. Yeah, I often wonder about the hereditary argument with things because I've one kind of completely off topic thing. My wife and I have triplets plus one, and they're like, You only get those if they run in the family. We don't have any in our family. <laughs> so it's like, this is start somewhere, I guess. I don't know. Well, you know what they say that even diarrhea is hereditary because it runs in the genes, right? So. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in terms of um in terms of the depression and anxiety and those things what did anything work for you like what what did you try different types of medications and things like that i was on many many different medications um i can't even begin to remember um over the years um the most you know for, for, for a long time they they treated it as a uh, clinical depression and the way it was explained to me and I, I, I still don't get my head around it completely but the way that it was explained to me is that um, a lot of the traditional medications that you use for for classic depression um, ones with type 2 bipolar often get mixed diagnosed with and that type of medication will often um, start to affect you in other ways and it actually tends to, to cause things to get worse with type 2 bipolar because it's more of an energy thing. Um, and I actually, at one point, um, there was a medication that I was on because I was misdiagnosed that I was also um, diagnosed with uh, early onset dementia about uh, 10 years ago. And that was seemed to be getting worse and worse over the time, um, which was quite a young age to be diagnosed with that. but. Mm. But yeah, there's been many, many medications over the years. I was on Lamotrigine for the longest time. I'm, um, you know, there's I I don't I can't remember. There's many different tries and on them and the highs and the lows and trying to get uh, hoping hoping that there's the next one's going to be better. Right. It, it just never was. None of them. None of them ever really helped. Well, they, they, they dumbed it down, so to speak, you know, they, they made it bearable to an extent, mm -hmm. but, and this last one that I was on, I'm, I guess I'm technically still on it. I'm not, I'm not quite ready in my head to go off of it. Um, although they're saying that I can, but I'm, I'm not there yet because I'm, I'm afraid of over the years of many times going off the meds which is classical bipolar mm. um, and the places that that took me the dark holes that that took me i'm just i'm so frightened of that and I, I i'm not quite there yet did did any of your doctors ever talk about nutrition or food or what you're eating um no no they didn't <laughs> and so you you talked a little bit about 
when you were younger, you ate meat and you kind of thought back to that was when you were feeling your best. But what, mm -hmm. what ultimately got you to switch over to carnivore or to eating this way? Well, I was um, about eight, nine years ago, we left the city. I, I said to my wife, I said, you know, this is, I can't take this place no more. And I, I we got to get out of here. So we sold everything in the city and we moved out into the country, um, actually with my, my wife's family to help them out in their aged, agedness. And, and I decided to start ranching, farming. Um, it's the lifelong dream that I've had since I was a kid, you know, out in the boonies, away from everybody. And that was the goal. And as we got our cattle and our land and got everything figured out, I decided I chose to go into regeneratively raising cattle and grass-fed, grass-finished. And I... Uh, was enjoying that and of course I trying to sell directly to my my consumer and I was talking it up talking it up how beneficial the grass-fed beef is and how beneficial how healthy it is for you and I got to thinking you know I'm I'm, I'm six foot eight I'm a tall guy but I was 510 pounds is the last the tall the heaviest I I remember being in so I realized I was kind of being a hypocrite because I'm here, I am selling healthy food and I'm not the picture of what I was trying to sell. And so I kind of took a, a bit of a break on that and I, I said, you know what? I remember how well I used to feel on meat and although I wasn't quite following that same structure of carnivore, I thought, you know what? Everything I've ever tried, the portion controls and the vegetables and everything, everything, I, it, it was always in my head. It was what I was being told and what my wife was convincing me. And it always just made me feel worse. And so I, and I was at a point at low and I just said, you know, what's, what's the worst that could happen? Um, how could it get any worse? And I had no clue that carnivore was a thing. I, I didn't. And so I started doing eating, I, I would make a hamburgers and eggs like your, your power bowl and, and uh, just because that's what tasted good. And, you know, I couldn't believe it. I, I was out working on, I was doing some haying and so forth. And I couldn't believe how long in the day I would last before I was hungry again. And it would, I'd be out all day and I'd come home and I'd start munching because that's what you always do. And, but I, I wasn't hungry and I couldn't get over that. And I couldn't figure out why in the world that was happening. And so I started doing some research and I realized that's when I came across Dr. Ken Berry and his, uh, his channel and kind of explored that and realized that this carnivore thing was a, was a thing. And of course I was doing it predominantly for the, the weight loss and the health benefit when, once I realized what it was. That, I hear that story from so many people. They do a little bit of research, go down the Dr. Barry rabbit hole, and then go from there. So you were kind of doing it. You were feeling better, having more energy and weight loss. What, what sort of happened after that? Like, when did you start to notice the uh, other changes, like mental changes? 
Well, I, I had started to notice, now it's, well, let me just say, I, I originally started sort of back in, um, I'm going to say February of last year. And that was sort of doing it on my own before I figured out what was, what this was. And I did it for a couple months and I, I felt better. But then when I, my, my father got sick and had passed away, I went back to Alberta and to be with the family and everything. And I went back to eating normal way that I did and what everyone else was around me. And I had sort of told a few people what I was doing and they were upset. You know, you gotta eat your vegetables. And so I went back to, you know, visiting with friends and uh, I couldn't believe how horrible I felt. And it was during that time that I had sort of started to do some of the research. And uh, I, I went out for two weeks. I ended up being out there for two months until my father passed away. And while I was out there, I did more and more research and your videos and Chafee's videos and others. And uh, I decided when I got back, I'd make this a full-time thing. And I'm going to say probably, probably that was about May. And about July or August, I started noticing that mentally, of course, the brain fog is gone. Uh, the clarity is there. But traditionally, I'd have an episode probably two to three times a year. Now, when I say an episode, I'll say a hypomanic episode that drives me into a low. Um, and I usually have one around approximately, give or take, around February, March, and one usually end of August or September. And every upfall, that's the bad one that sends me for four or five months. And I was expecting it. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And then September goes by and October goes by. And I'm, I'm saying to my wife, I don't know why this isn't happening. It, every year, it's like clockwork. It's, been, it's always happens. And I, get, and I crash. And it's just everything is horrible. And... And you know the funny thing is, is when you're when you, when you're on the carnivore and you start doing some of the intermittent fasting, you get almost that little bit of a high feeling, um, and it would scare me because I didn't know what that was. And so in my head, I thought, man, that's this is a high coming on, you know. So I would back off. I'm like, no, I got to be careful. I can't let this get out of control. And I, I didn't realize that that's what was going on. It was it was the autophagy kicking in and and uh feeling wonderful and it took me quite a few times of of that happening before i realized that this is normal <laughs> feeling like feeling like superman this isn't just a this isn't just a, a high mental high it, this is the new normal and it's kind of as time went by several months away went by i realized you know it's been seven eight months since i've had an episode and when you had asked for that video that was probably about probably three or four weeks after i had made that revelation that this was happening and i, I researched more and got uh got palmer's chris palmer's book and read that and read a few other things and read um, watched every video of chris palmer i could on youtube which is a whole lot of them and uh I made that connection and, you know, probably for a good month, um, I couldn't, anytime there was anybody that talked about, uh, 
There we go. That talked about um, <clears throat> depression, anxiety, nerves, you know, schizophrenia, all that other stuff being help, helped with with keto carnivore um, through the me metabolic therapy. I cried. I just continue. Like I just, you just have to mention it once, and I tear up because I the fact that I was doing something physically, not relying on my doctors for their drugs, but doing something on my own that was fixing this and potentially giving me the hope that I didn't think I'd ever feel. There's a lot of emotion there. And it took me a long time to be able to <laughs> get through and talk about it. And so when I, when I, when you, when you sent that video, I, I, I kind of felt it was my duty because of what I had been experiencing. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. You get, you're tearing me up here thinking about it. When you talk about hope and hopelessness, uh, I've, I haven't, I'm not going to say I've been there to the extent you have, but when I had just a horrible depression, I, there's no better way to describe it to people than utter hopelessness and darkness. And you can't even describe it to people. Like if you haven't had it before, it's so hard to, uh, to talk about but to yeah to go from that and then knowing that you're taking it in your own hands cameron and what you're doing is changing it that had to be amazing an amazing feeling for sure so and of uh, course there's lots of other things that have benefited since of course there's, i think there's i think i'm about 170 pounds down now and, and of course all the all the all the blood pressure and diabetes and everything has gone to the wayside um but just real quick i, I gotta interrupt you said 170 pounds down yeah that's amazing what's amazing to me too is like i'm sure you're excited about that but you're more excited about depression anxiety bipolar mm -hmm. but the fact you lost 170 pounds is incredible the weight loss is a nice side effect right right but it's funny because i i'm sitting here one day a couple months ago and i mean i used to have trouble running across my yard to get to my shop to go grab a tool or sometimes I'm fixing fence um, so the cows don't get out and I'm on my ATV all the time and every I like walk 50 feet I couldn't without running out of breath and I'd get on my ATV and I'd fix fence off the ATV because I was too exhausted and everything was just such a struggle and one day I'm sitting here a couple months ago and I said to my wife, I said, man, he says, I feel like going for a run. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> it's it just this weird feeling. And, and I, I, you know, I've gone out and done that and tried doing some of this sprinting now. And, but, uh, I, I was laughing the other day because the, I, all I want to do is, like I said, go out across my yard to get a tool for my shop. And well, my shop burned down and now I'm building my own shop by myself. So I think I have a little bit more energy. I think the, the, the difference with carnivore, the, the carnivore made for me, um, so many other programs that I had tried in the past, you get a measure of success. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and you would get to feel good. And what scared me with trying anything new, for a long time I, I gave up on trying anything new because I would get a measure of success and I would feel good and I would feel better. And that competition would get in my head. Um, and so you're very impulsive when you're on a, on a, when you're bipolar in some instances. And 
you okay if I did this now if I do it 10 times better let's do that and the next day do 10 times better and you're competing with yourself and you would push yourself into this manic high until you crashed and it was worse again so that had happened so many times that I just I was scared to even try anything that would help me help because I knew where that took me and I think what happened with carnivore ultimately I think it fixed my head before it fixed everything else and mm. I think that was the difference yeah it seems like to me too all those other things you mentioned because I've tried every diet out there I had a little bit of success with keto but uh, yeah I get my hopes up and then I gain all the weight back or it'd be back and forth. But the thing that seems different for me with carnivore is the only thing I've ever tried that just seems so natural. Like I just eat meat till I'm full and then I'm done. Even when I was doing keto, that was kind of close, but it was still, oh, I got to have under 20 carbs. Oh, how many carbs are in this blueberry? And it's like, no, no other species of animal or anyone has to sit there and calculate things out and think about things so much. It seems like, uh, carnivore is reassuring to me because it just seems like it's just the right proper natural things that humans have been doing since the start of time when i when i when i first kind of did the research i was actually looking at the keto and it was just confusing to me all the counting and micros and records everything and it kind of overwhelmed me and and i tried it for a little while but to me having a little bit of this and a little bit of that was actually more of a detriment to me because it's Maybe I do better with with restrictive, which in the end it's not. But um, I just found it. I, I just found personally carnivore a lot easier because it's pretty pretty straightforward what you can can and can't have. And then when you get get onto it and get used to it, it's it's not restrictive at all. It's pretty cool that you moved out to the country, started regenerative raising beef, right? And then you became carnivore mm -hmm. afterwards. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the the perfect uh, the perfect mix. I did the same thing. Did you say it was about eight years ago? Yeah, it's about eight years ago that I moved out, um, and then it was probably about it's about six years since I started the cattle. I uh, my wife and girls and I moved from the city out to our homestead. It uh, doesn't sound like anything like your operation, but we wanted to get out of the city and we wanted to get into the wilderness and we wanted to get away from the traffic and the cars. We wanted to grow our own food. So we got chickens and goats. Haven't got any beef yet. Yet. I'd, I'd like to at some point. My neighbor has some, but uh, very similar kind of timeline uh, as yours. That's kind of interesting. And I have another friend in Canada. That's, I was talking to you a little bit about before, but in Alberta, Maggie, who's the carnivore. I don't know if you've, have you heard of Maggie Cameron? Oh yes, I have. Yeah, I, okay. It's kind of funny. The, the funny connection is I, I was I was I followed you on Instagram one day, and then I followed Maggie, and I've been doing my own sales and beef, and 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 having you know a bit of trouble. It's trying to figure out how to do it, and I, it just it turns out that Maggie had a post on her page talking about someone that helped her. I guess that went after that talked to Dr. Chafee after her interview and helped her. And I sort of connected with that person. Um, and I'm actually taking a course currently with her trying to uh, learn how to better direct market my beef. But it's a, 
very steep learning curve for a guy that knows nothing about tech stuff. So, but uh, I hope they'll make it. Yeah. Oh, you'll, that's so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. She's just amazing. And I got to spend a week on her ranch with the cows and meeting the cows. And she just has a huge love for her animals. Uh, but I learned so much from her. And she's been eating the way that you and I are now eating for 65 years. And yeah. she's just, in terms of like mental, mm -hmm. it's amazing. I can't wait to share some of that footage uh, with the world because just wisdom and everything else, but just sitting down having conversations with her, it, it was yeah, I had to keep reminding myself I was talking to someone in their 80s. It just didn't didn't seem like it. But um, yeah, and she's figuring out the direct sales of the beef too, which is a deep learning curve for her too. So yeah, I think you're in, you're in good hands. So 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 you've lost the 170 pounds, but the mental changes have been obviously the biggest game changer for you. Um, has there been anything else like sleep or I don't know any other issues that have improved for you while doing carnivore? I've been on a CPAP machine for 20, 25 years. Um, I've been watching it. I'm I'm still on it. I've been watching it, saying I'm. I, I used to have I think about 25 or 30 uh, occurrences in, the, in a night um, of stopping breathing. Um, I checked actually this morning and I'm down to 0 0.7 per hour. So I'm still getting some here and there. Uh, and what is interesting, even though when I sleep without it, though, I, for a change, I, I actually feel rested now. So I don't feel like I have to have it. Um, but I still do because it's saying that I'm, I'm still having occurrences and I'll quite often wake up with a sore throat from snoring. So I just, it's just, uh, for now, but it's definitely on the men that she appears. Oh, that's great. I was talking to some folks earlier that were saying one thing that's interesting with the CPAP is, uh, well, the thing that's cool is it'll tell you how many times you stop breathing, like you just mentioned. So you have the data, but I was talking to someone and he's like, he doesn't really need it anymore, but he still uses it because there's something to be said for having like a really good sleep routine or pattern. And just the act of putting it on, it's like your, your brain is like, Oh, it's time to go to sleep now kind of thing. So, um, that, and some people like the white noise from it. So I thought that was interesting because I hated my CPAP. I was so happy to be done with mine. I hated mine. I had to strap it down so hard to my face because I'd never shaved the beard and it was always really tight and just kind of uncomfortable. But uh, that's good. You're getting some improvements from it. Uh, what What is a typical day like for you? Uh, people always ask, what do you eat on carnivore? It's usually similar for people. But what, what are you normally eating on your carnivore diet in a day? Well, I have. Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie. And thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this carnivore diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And once you're there, you can sign up for free to our email newsletter. And once a week, we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes. Uh, we'll tell you about new meetups. We'll give you special invites and things like that. 
completely free sign up there the other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder people have been loving these we offered them on our 24-hour live stream you can purchase these right on the website and every proceed every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary and the other thing we have there are the water bottles and the cutting boards they're completely customizable and you can engrave them Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. I have the chafee fridge. <laughs> oh, you I, do. <laughs> <laughs> so I, and I, of course, I have lots of steaks and roasts and everything. And and I've, I've come to, I, I have all the racks set up and I self resalt them. I find I like my steaks around the uh, 10 to 12 days after they've started to get hard and, and uh, you pick them up for like a stick, but I love that taste. Um, of course, the roasts, I let go longer, but I'm always doing steaks and roasts and burger in between. And of course, I, when I butcher my cows, I, I keep every bit of fat off those cows and render them down to tallow. We sell some tallow and so forth. But uh, um, the hamburger, when I make the hamburger, I'll quite often uh, add four or five, six tablespoons of tallow in with that. And, and I, I can do dairy, so I, I, I put some whipping cream in there and some, a little bit of a liquid smoke and just to give it a creamy sauce flavor and, and all that fat. And, oh, it's just... It's just wonderful. Uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just uh, six roasts. And starting to learn about all these other cuts that I didn't know existed, the cheeks of the cows that are incredible. I've I really come to love the Oso Buco, the shank, and being able to slow roast those and the taste of pulling the marrow out of that bone and taste spreading that on. And um, everyone says to stay away from the chicken, but I ended up always – making a creamy fat sauce you know, and take my chicken apart and dip it in in the fat as I'm eating it and that way I get my towel and everything and uh, yeah just uh, lots of different things <laughs> that's awesome you had me at the chafee fridge if people watching don't know what dr chafee's fridge are you got to go watch he's done a couple of videos but he opens his refrigerator up and it's like like a big bright light coming out it's just filled with racks of meat that he has aging and cameron i haven't done it yet and i want to i i love steak like i do the reverse sear but i haven't aged it yet and i'm scared to age it because then i'm like there's no turning back and i'm gonna have to age it and then do this reverse sear and it's like this huge process every time i want a steak because it tastes so incredible that way um uh, but i gotta i gotta get that going i was thinking of getting like a refrigerator at a rummage sale or something putting it in the garage so i could have my own spot now for the meat because unfortunately my whole family my daughter emma's carnivore my other daughter was on and off but the whole family isn't turned over yet so my meat is in the refrigerator and there's like salad and green stuff next to it and it's very upsetting for me no my my, my wife eats with, with my, her her parents live in the same yard as us and so they eat together and i kind of when i started to stop because they're always they have everything under the sun and at the, at the time it was too much for me and now I could do it. But, uh, so my fridge is my fridge and it's, uh, I've taken pictures of it and sent it to friends and steaks, steaks, roasts, bone broth, <laughs> everything, everything. It looks like a butcher shop inside my fridge. So 
Nice. I think that's one of Dr. Chafee's more popular videos because it is just so impressive seeing that thing. It's so nice seeing a refrigerator open too and there isn't anything else in it like condiments or vegetables or just meat and meat only just aging. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Another favorite so, thing I, I like doing with the chicken, making chicken wings. I always like the chicken wings and you deep fry them in the towel or air fryer and then you batter them in egg and ground up uh, pork rinds. You yes. get that, that breaded feeling. Oh, I just love that crisper up. That's awesome. Yeah, I we've got our friend um, Rick Charger Mopar. He's talking about doing the heart. He calls it the heart attack chicken. He's joking mm -hmm. around, but cooked in the tallow. I have yet to try that yet, but we have a lot of uh, chicken wings we'll do in the air fryer, which are, yeah, I've been having too many of those lately. My daughter Emma makes those up all the time. So, um, awesome. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I, I tried when, I, when, when after we've been on carnivore for a while, some said they'll stay away from the chicken, and I tried some, and I had kind of a funny feeling, but. Um, that was store-bought chicken, but we chicken, but we have our own chickens too. So that that one, those, those are fine. They're all grass-fed, finished, too, uh, pasture-raised. So they're they're a little healthier, I think. Right, that's a big one. Um, a lot of people don't think about, like on the eggs too. I think that I used to mess up. Actually, uh, Sandra here in the comments, she's awesome. She's always commenting. She was telling me before you got to make sure to get the good. It's so foolish too, because we have chickens. We have like ten chickens at home, but in winter time, they lay eggs everywhere. It's like an Easter egg hunt. So we're and they lay less in the winter time. So sometimes we don't get enough. But our eggs at home are so much better than the store bought ones. And if they're eating grains, that a lot of that grain goes into the chicken, and then it goes into the egg sort of thing. Versus if the chickens are out and they're eating a bunch of bugs and uh, mice or whatever, you're gonna get that in your eggs and the nutrients in there. So it does make a big difference. I could definitely tell too. I haven't done it yet, but next year I plan in the winter time. Um, they don't get their bugs, you know, because we, you know, up here it's a little too cold for them to go outside, so they're 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 in a hut, you know, that's all heated and insulated. But um, I've been researching on YouTube about setting up these little uh, mealworm farms. Oh, and you get in the beetle and having multiple layers, and so the mealworms all automatically produce and then you're you basically take these mealworms out and feed the chickens with them and, and oh, nice. that way they, their yolks stay nice and orange and and dense nutrient wise and, and so my, my wife's just worried that if i do that that i'll make the mealworms part of my carnivore <laughs> nice how many how many uh heads of cattle do you have all uh, right now i think we're just sitting at 34 right now wow i think we're expecting 14 calves this spring so now is that something that people are watching are they going to be able to i know you, you said you're kind of at the beginning stages but are they going to be able to purchase meat from you or is it just going to be local it's mainly just local uh canada is not quite the same as the states we have if we want to sell for the most part we have to sell individually in the provinces that you can't get, get a usda for example to sell us-wide you have to be able to have them butchered within that province and you can't sell outside of that province um, uh, so it's a little bit um carrie here for the carnivore diet movie and thank you so much for watching our youtube videos and listening to our podcast 
It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this carnivore diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get in on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And once you're there, you can sign up for free to our email newsletter. And once a week, we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes. Uh, we'll tell you about new meetups. We'll give you special invites and things like that. Completely free. Sign up there. The other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size Redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder. People have been loving these. We offered them on our 24-hour live stream. You can purchase these right on the website. And every proceed, every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary. And the other thing we have there are the water bottles, and the cutting boards. They're completely customizable, and you can engrave them. Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. More restrictive that way, um, but, yeah, that's, that's the goal. For now, I've just been doing word of mouth in the community and bartering for stuff and trading and, and so forth. But the goal is to get the uh, website and the social media thing going, but I'm not quite there yet. So I've been working all day on that for the last few days trying to wrap my brain around making a website. So Nice. So in terms of the carnivore diet, just in general, you've been doing it for a while now. Is there anything you've learned that, like in retrospect, you could go back and tell yourself when you first started or advice you'd give to other people if they're thinking about starting it? Any tips or advice? I can't think of anything right now off the, off the top of my head. Sorry. I'm, sure. No, no problem. Um, I, I got it. I got one thing I do got to say is I, I mean, I, I, I didn't follow it strictly right off the bat. I had that mentality in my head for the first few months, you know, every six weeks I'm going to treat myself, have a treat day. And, uh, yes, I did that a few times. I always had my tub of hog and every day beforehand and <laughs> my chips and everything. And I, I used to have quite a bit of uh, whiskey in the evenings and um, I made my own all the time. So it was always there. Um, but I did that two or three times and I very quickly learned that these treat days are punishment days. Mm. And it, it was two or three times, oh, about three times after the third time was about five months ago, four or five months ago. And I just said, no, no more. That's, I can't, I can't stand the way I feel. Even after one day, I, I can instantly feel the mental, um, building and i woke up in the morning and i said i got a pain in my back and my feet are sore and <laughs> in one day and then it took a good six seven days to start feeling normal like a superman again you know isn't it it's something not it's not worth I, it right i did keto on and off for years and for a period of time i was so strict doing keto under 20 carbs but i would keep in a cheat day like you just said and every time I did it so many times too. every time it was the same thing you just said, Cameron, I regretted it afterwards and amazing mm -hmm. how fast like headache, aches and pains and brain fog just comes back so fast. 
I think a lot of people don't realize it too, because you know, there's so many diets out there, but like Weight Watchers, for example, you're like, oh, I did good all week. Now I could treat myself. But when your body's in ketosis or you're doing carnivore, if you cheat, you knock yourself out and it could take you a week or a couple of days to get back into it. So it's like, it's not really like you're just cheating for a day kind of thing, but yeah, all those cheat days. I always thought, I always think about that now. If I have ever, ever tempted, it was like not one of those did I ever say afterwards. I'm really glad I cheated. I feel so much better now. I, I always felt miserable afterwards and regretted it. No, it's a it's a punishment day. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like punishment. Right. I have such a kind of addictive personality where it's like now I. Some people are like, yeah, I'll do a cheat day or the holidays or whatever, and I just think if I do that. I could end up back where I was before in that darkness. It's like not even worth messing around at all. I feel so much better doing it this way. So I just, I don't do it. Like the holidays and stuff are pretty easy for me. I just do the opposite. For for Christmas this year, my daughter and I did a feast of carnivore foods. So we just went, went mm -hmm. polar opposite. We had chicken, we had turkey, and I did a big um, prime rib roast on the smoker, and we just went big. So it was, it was an exciting thing. Other people still had their junk food and stuff like that, but... Uh, we just kind of went crazy in the opposite direction. So, yeah, I like I said to my wife the other day. I said this is this is my new medicine. So, I was always very strict with taking my medicine and sticking with my medicine, not going off my meds. Well, this is my new medicine, so I can't yes. go off of it. It's what it's what works for me, and what going off of it's just just like I was scared to go off of my meds before experiencing it. Now I know if I go off of it. I'll probably head down that same dark hole and I, I, I don't want that. Right. Well, the thing that's so hopeful too, that I'm learning and I'm by no means an expert on any of this. I'm just learning. You probably know more than I do on a lot, but um, I'm really fortunate. I was telling Cameron earlier tomorrow, I'm interviewing um, Dr. Georgia Ede. She's a Harvard trained psychiatrist and she's written a book called change your diet, change your mind. I hope I'm getting that right. I should look that up real quick. I might be getting that wrong, but she's incredible. And I've, I've read almost half her book now. Um, but what from what I've learned from her and Dr. Chafee told me this too. He's like, Carrie, it just gets better and better when you're eating this way, the longer you do it. And I don't understand all of the mechanisms behind it, like Dr. Chafee explains, but your mitochondria repair and regenerate. And the longer you're doing it, it just seems to get better and better. Dr. Chafee told me that over a hundred days ago. And I was like, I think he's just making that up. I'm like, I don't know how I could, I feel so good. Like, I don't know how I could feel any better. And I do no. feel better now. I really do. I feel more energy. The mood's even more improved. You know, I have some downtimes or little highs and lows, and it's just, it seems to be getting better and better, just like he said. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine how you could get better, but. Right. Well, and that, I, I have trouble believing it too. But then when I spent that week with Maggie, too and seeing her at 82 i'm not exaggerating at 82 she's like a teenager she has the energy excitement enthusiasm mood of like a teenager and i said to her when are you gonna retire when are you gonna slow down and she's like i'm just getting started at 82 she's like i'm gonna live to be 120 at least and she's like people can laugh at me and think that's a joke but i and i have i have no reason to doubt her based on like right now if you if wow. anyone witnessed what i witnessed when i was there she does not have the body or the mind of an 82 year old it's just a number um it, it was crazy so we'll we'll see <laughs> it's, it's been doing nothing but getting better for me so 
You know, another, another thing I got thinking of, it's a, it's a little bit going back. I, I, I It kind of got me questioning the, the whole path of healthy food life that I was on. I, I remember looking back at my great-grandparents. Um, we used to go to their farm. And we would all just be horrified because they'd pull out the duck fat and they'd pull out the fat and take the lid off the salt shaker and pour the salt on it and the whole family how in the world do they live and they lived in well 104 105 106 years old and they lived wonderful and then the next generation my my parents parents they some of them were basically vegetarians into herbs and mushrooms and medicine and everything all their life and none of them lived past 60 60 62 and they all died of cancer yeah um, so i got that head questioning you know what why is that you know and that, that's just sort of another thing that sort of bumped me over the edge of working towards the current working right I, i've learned there's so many things you just got to use your own two eyes because we use our own two eyes and like you said cameron when you were younger you ate a lot of meat you felt incredible and you're you're noticing that but then you watch the news or social media or you hear the general whatever on the news and it's like no that eating meat that's going to kill you eat vegetables and so backwards but all the evidence that i've seen with my own two eyes tells me what i'm doing right now is the right thing to be doing and it's just like your example right there with your great grandparents when we went to visit maggie that was the first thing on the first day we were there she pulls this huge thing of fat out of the freezer it was like this big and she has a hatchet and she has a piece of wood next to the wood stove and she starts hitting it with the hatchet. And I'm like, I'm carnivore. I'm like all for this, but I'm like, this is how much of this fat am I going to eat? Like I, I eat the fat on the rib. I eat way more fat now. And I know it's so good for me, but this like, wow. seems like a lot. And that's what she does every morning. And we did that every single morning. And I felt by the end of that week, I felt incredible. I, I felt better than I did before. And I already felt great going into it. I've adopted that since going back, like just straight up every morning we have eggs uh sometimes bacon but usually ground beef and eggs and then a bunch of fat and she would cut it up and put it in a cast iron skillet and i'll tell you what i never felt better it sounds kind of like what you were describing with your great grandparents they're eating the duck fat I, I i'm still not able to get past the texture of the fat in some of the steaks i i, yep. I can't get past that but i'm fine with melting it down and rendering it down and putting making a little sauce out of it you know with some flavoring. The, the only the only thing carnivore, non-carnivore that I have is is that French hot sauce. A little bit here and there. It's fermented, so <laughs> but right. um I love my chicken wings, so I would I sometimes make so with some cream and, and fat and everything, make a, a sauce to go on my on my meat that I dip stuff in. I can yep. have three quarters fat on that and I can eat it by the spoonful. And I'm fine with the fat that way. But when it's in the jelly form I, I still have trouble yeah i think that's a hold up for a lot of people i get i have trouble with it every now and then too i a lot of times if i get a ribeye and it's got way too much fat on it i'll cut it up and i'll put it in the air fryer change the texture get a little more crispier i seem to tolerate that a little bit better and then i'll like i'll have a bite of ribeye with a little bit of the crispy fat um seems to help but yeah i think that texture is what gets a lot of people uh all right, let's see. We got some questions. Uh, if you don't mind, Karen, I got some questions here from the audience. We can try to maybe take some of these. Um, here's one. I guess this one's for me. I keep seeing your Costco videos, Carrie, where you buy bacon. Are you finding a brand without sugar? That's a tricky question. Uh, I get the bacon from Costco, and if you look at it, it's got um, 
zero carbs, but there's still a little tiny bit of sugar. Like, however they do the nutrition guidelines, they're allowed to say zero if there's just like a little bit of it. A lot of people, like I've heard Dr. Barry and some others say, most of that's just for like curing it. And by the time you cook it, it's inconsequential. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to be careful because I think you get a little bit of sugar and carbs from bacon. So I'm trying to limit it and not eat too much. Uh, that's been my biggest vice on carnivore. And I blame it all on my daughter, Emma, because she's always cooking up bacon. It's impossible to not walk in a kitchen when there's cooked bacon and not eat any of it. So I think there's probably a little bit of sugar in it. One thing I can say to help you possibly, TD, is, um, and my buddy Bill, who is in the comments here, kept reminding me, and I got to do this again. Emma and I, at one time, we got the pork belly from Costco, and we cut it up, and we made our own, and there's no sugar. There was nothing in that. I smoked that on my smoker and then we crisped it up in the air fryer. It was fantastic. So I'm hoping to do more of that. But honestly, I've been lazy and just getting the whatever bacon I can find that's got the lowest carb count, lowest sugar in it. I, I was getting some some uh, slabs of uh, bacon from someone here local that was selling it by, fit, you know, um, made up, but it had sugar in it. And uh, after a while, I, I actually could notice it made a difference for me so i stopped having it even even the fat left over of course you keep the fat from it and i found i couldn't have that it just like i would start to feel different on it and, and so yeah i'm able to find sugar-free stuff here and there but and when i do i bulk up on it yep speaking of bacon here's a question maybe this one's for you cameron uh i just learned about this i wonder if i could just cut beef bacon on a meat slicer with a particular cut of beef i tried beef bacon over the weekend my friend jt we went to a farm he goes to and they had beef bacon i'd never tried it before it was really good have you had any beef bacon cameron um not myself i've heard of some people taking the brisket and, and slicing that up and so and, and or the stuff on the sides of the ribs you know with all the fat in it i haven't done that no but i i've thought about it i've never done it though yeah so td i've tried it and it was fantastic in terms of the particular cut of beef i think it's what cameron just said i think it's just the brisket slice it up a little thin slice but i was so, so surprised when jt cooked it up for us because it looks similar to pork bacon just a little bit less fat but it tasted similar to it too it was really good and if anyone's trying to do the lion diet which is just beef salt and water and your excuse is you can't do it because of bacon which is my excuse you could do the beef bacon then and you could still kind of get away with it so uh tony baloney love the name will the carnivore diet eliminate anxiety it did for me i don't know what do you say cameron uh it did for me absolutely i i couldn't for the longest time i couldn't i couldn't go in a crowd i couldn't go i couldn't go to the mall i couldn't go barely go to the grocery store without a panic attack and and uh a lot of troubles with that but yeah i haven't had any of that anxiety in eight nine months it's amazing. it was an everyday thing before and even doing what doing this right now i would i wouldn't have been able to even think of it I was going to say the same thing, Cameron. I, I've done so many of these now, too, over the last year or whatever. But um, prior to this, I would have looked for any excuse to not be doing this right now. I would be sick right now. I would check myself into the emergency room because I've got something wrong with me because I would rather do that than talk to people. And man, that anxiety is – I've said it before, but humans should be anxious if we're being chased by a wild animal in the woods. There's like a purpose for it, but to be anxious every single hour of every single day, uh, that was me for, for a very long time. And that's so many people I talk to. It's so 
sad uh and the toll that that has to put on your body your heart everything uh, just having that constant uh adrenaline going and anxiety going so yeah tony for me for cameron and i would say just doing this youtube videos and getting thousands and thousands of comments from people the number one comment most frequent comment i get from people is they overcame depression and anxiety eating the proper human diet i hear it every single day over and over again People say it's anecdotal because there isn't some huge study on it, but I have heard it from thousands of people. And uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, who was on Joe Rogan, talking about how he's no longer on antidepressants, uh, he said, I saw him in an interview, he said tens of thousands of people are messaging him, telling him how they're over depression, anxiety, and getting off of their antidepressants. Um, he's, he said something to the effect of, when do you, when can you stop calling it anecdotal when you have tens of thousands of people uh, reporting mm -hmm. the same thing over and over again? It's more of a hypothesis at that point. Um, Laura Blue Sky had a question for Cameron. Do you have support from family? Oh, absolutely. My wife without my wife, I I I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be here today. Incredible support. Um, yeah. Is your wife um, like? Is she, how is her feelings with carnivore now? Is she like, thank goodness, this is it. You finally kind of figured it out sort of thing or relieved or uncertain. She really, really did not want me to do it in the beginning. And that's what, and when I said, you I said, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> you know, how can I get really worse? And I, I, I'm not going to push it with her and I'm not, you know, she's not still not, doesn't think she can do it. And, uh, I think she recently she's decided to start doing some keto related stuff and but she's seen some benefits but no she's not 100 percent warmed up to the idea of it really yet but she's she's seen a change in me and i think she's happy for me for that it's working for me and she's fine with it there um my mother has had some challenges <laughs> with accepting not having vegetables but um but uh no definitely yeah support from my wife was incredible she's she took for so many years she took over you know you'd have these downs and lows where you just couldn't get out of bed couldn't see people and she took over the business and and ran the business and everything when i just couldn't so yeah without her support no i wouldn't it wouldn't have been possible that's amazing um just one follow-up, Cameron. Do you feel, I meant to ask this earlier, do you feel now like you've got more energy and you're doing more, like you're kind of making up for lost time? Are you like doing a lot more than you've ever kind of done? Yes, yes. Um, but I take it with a grain of salt, I'll say that I, I am, but I'm I, I, in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, am I doing too much? Am I getting too competitive with myself? Am I going to put myself into a high? So that's always in the back of my head because I'm so afraid of where that takes me. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, no, there's, it's funny because I, 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 as I'm building my shop, as I'm trying to figure out this website, as I'm, no matter what I'm doing now, I've always got a book in my, on my, from my phone in my ear, no matter where I am, I've got to listen to book while I'm doing things and doing multiple things at a time trying to learn. And before mentally, I just couldn't have cognitively I had a hard time just doing one thing. And, but the clarity is there so much more that I can, yeah, it's like you're, you're multitasking <laughs> maniac. 
right? It's like you have more energy to do it, but you also have more brain power to think about it and organize. And but I see your point too. And I one thing I struggled with is I feel like I'm making up for lost time, but having that balance is still really important and not trying to do too much because uh yeah, I noticed it too. Like I just go, 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 go. It's like you gotta slow down a little bit and got pay attention to the family and keep everything in kind of a good balance because you could go too far off the off the rails getting excited trying to do things um well this was a question for my friend bill who's in the chat bill how are you feeling uh bill shoot us a comment if you're still on there let's see uh don asked does cameron understand why he expected an episode at a certain time of the year um <laughs> well one of them there is a <clears throat> I don't 100% know all the time but the fall one there was a oh, there is a, a thing that triggered me one time that sort of affected me the rest of my life um I'm not going to get into that but um but yeah there was there was kind of a trigger that that happened that it seemed like clockwork that time whether whether that was part of that or not i don't know but it was something i had just come to expect so i think that was part of that the therapist that i dealt with one time had, had said that that may have had something to do with it but um as far as the other ones it just seemed to be a bit of a cycle um randomly that things would happen but that one fall august september was always exactly the same from most likely a, a trigger of an uh, occurrence in my history right uh another question do you eat high quality meat for carnivore it gets too expensive for me so i buy my meat from walmart uh i guess just real quick for me i a little bit of both i try to get most of my meat grass-fed from my neighbor but i haven't been there in a while they were out of stuff last time i was there so one thing i will say i dr barry did a great video on this and basically his argument which i loved was even if you're getting the cheapest meat you can probably a hundred times better than I know for me, whatever I was eating before carnivore on the standard American diet, processed seed oil, sugars, garbage food. So uh, for me in my head, if I could only afford processed meat and bologna and the cheapest stuff out there, it would still be better than what I was doing before that. Um, what about you, Cameron? It sounds like you got some pretty good stuff because you're growing, growing your own meat and got your fridge. We, we grow my own, so I have I have everything I want, and I do a lot of fishing in the summertime, so I get lots of fish. Um, but yeah, I know I remember that episode, and I remember him even saying, you know, even if, if even if all you got was wieners from the store, that's better than not doing it. So, um, yep. But just no craft dinner with it. <laughs> For sure, uh, Donna. Oh. We're getting Bill's in the in the chat, so we're getting some Bill chats, which is awesome. Bill, I fell head over heels for you after watching you play guitar. If you guys missed that video, go check out Bill's uh, previous video. He played the guitar; it was pretty awesome. Um, Bill is a talented guy for sure. Question for Cameron: Do you experience increased energy and productiveness, as well as health, uh, healthy mental health? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just all I can do is smile because it's just that the, the energy, the energy is just like I said. I could barely get out of bed before negative concrete. I, you know, I, I had a I worked part time when I was for a couple years ago, a few years ago, part time for someone just uh, on the side, 
and I just I couldn't get in more than four or five hours a day without just being absolutely exhausted. And I felt bad for them because I couldn't put in a great day of work. And, and now, you know, I'm going for 12, 14, 15 hours in a day, and I feel like I could still go. And But then again, I come back and I sleep amazingly too. So, no, the energy, I, I can't even compare the energy that I have now versus then. It's just, again, Superman. Love it. Chaka Khan said, I'm on day six of carnivore diet. I feel better than I have in years. I'm 53 and was vegetarian for 10 years and had so many issues, which may have immediately, many have immediately disappeared. Back pain is gone. Oh, that wasn't really a question, but that's awesome. Good job. 10 years. Wow. My daughter mm -hmm. Emma was five years and a similar story. Um, can we use sauces on carnivore or salt and pepper? Um, yeah i don't know <laughs> it's so funny people always say can you do this can you do this i'm like you can do anything you want i guess but technically carnivore you don't really have sauces uh maybe if it's like a some sort of frothy fatty I, sauce or something i just have the one french but that's it because i figure it's fermented and there's nothing else it's just vinegar and Yep. So yeah i know a lot of carnivores that do that too that have the franks hot sauce there's like no carbs in it um a lot of people don't do pepper either it really depends tony on what you're doing carnivore for and what your what what your goals are like michaela peterson's a popular carnivore and she had all sorts of autoimmune disorders and she had to eliminate everything so she wouldn't do pepper because that could give her some some issues that she didn't want to have so um for me myself i don't do any sauces and i only do salt i don't do uh pepper uh but some people are just fine everyone's a little bit different some do coffee some don't um yeah here's a question from martin have you stopped prescription meds if so how hard was it coming off the depression anxiety meds with carnivore i had a harder time coming off those prescription meds than quitting cigarettes and booze all my prescription meds as i mentioned before are off except for i'm still on uh lamotrigine uh for the type 2 bipolar um and that's my doctor's willing to start weaning me off of it but because of the history of going off my meds before and where it took me, I'm mentally I'm not haven't accepted that yet, even though I know I can. Um, and so I'm on it still from my point of view. But my doctor's willing to help me take go off them when, whenever I'm ready. So, yep. I, was I, I, I honestly don't think I need them, but it's just that my head's not ready for it yet. So. I always just tell people, make sure you talk to your doctor and you do that right. Some people are just like, oh, I'm just going to stop. And you can have really bad consequences just stopping. So uh, Forks, WA Carnivore. Carrie, I came off of Seroquel and Abilify for my bipolar one and mixed, plus off of Clonazepam that I took for anxiety, also reversed chronic kidney disease, stage four, type two diabetes, hypothyroidism, IBS, and GERD gone too. Amazing. Wow. All sorts yeah, of things reversed. That's crazy. With the diabetes and the GERD, and I also had a, a condition called, um, what was it, uh, hypohydrosis. Um, of course, you're fat and you're heavy and you, you sweat loss, but apparently this was a, a condition that just causes you to sweat beyond sweating, just buckets and buckets and buckets all the time, and and that's uh, just gone. Gone, it's... It was always uncomfortable because I 
you know, you'd wear a jacket even to the grocery store and you'd see people could see the sweat through it and stink. <laughs> but uh, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, another question from Moni Chippewa. Sorry, I missed the beginning. What would you say to someone with bipolar, anxiety, etc., that's on the fence about carnivore? Cameron, what do you think on that one? You know, I, it's funny because I, when I made this realization um, and how it was affecting me positively, I reached out to every single person in my life that I knew that was bipolar, with the exception of one who's a vegetarian because of, of she has to. She's not able to digest meat. But uh, most, for the most part, everyone was like, okay, well, good for you. I'm glad you found something happy. Um, I got one person to come back, said that they're going on the keto thing now for to try it. But I, I say what I basically what I said is, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Give it a try. Um, if not for the bipolar, for any any other conditions you may have. But I was in a place where nothing could have gotten worse, and I'm sure happy I I chose to bite into it and feel the results. Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie and thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this Carnivore Diet documentary. We're making great progress and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www carnivoredietmovie.com and once you're there you can sign up for free to our email newsletter and once a week we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes uh, we'll tell you about new meetups we'll give you special invites and things like that completely free sign up there the other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder people have been loving these we offered them on our 24-hour live stream you can purchase these right on the website and every proceed every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary and the other thing we have there are the water bottles and the cutting boards they're completely customizable and you can engrave them Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say the same thing. I didn't, I was never diagnosed with bipolar, but I had anxiety and depression and, uh, Carnivores changed my life forever when nothing else did. And I know I always show these, but most of these were antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicines that, like Cameron said earlier, some of them like made me feel like a zombie or I could notice them, but none of them helped. None of them fixed the problem. Carnivore is the only thing that fixed the problem. And for me, I was just the, what was my why? Like, what if I don't do this? Like, what could possibly be worse than utter hopelessness? Like, it's just, I would try anything at that point. So, um, I, and the other thing I would say is uh, do your research if you're nervous or not sure about it. There's Dr. Chris Palmer's book that Cameron mentioned, and now um, Dr. Georgia Ede has her new book coming out. There's lots of other books and studies and, and people that have done uh, videos and, and testimonies about this, including, like I said earlier, Dr. Jordan Peterson. Uh, 
pretty famous guy coming from him with his background and his career saying that he's no longer on antidepressant medicines for a year now. Uh, that's got to hold some weight for some people. But I, I literally, like I said earlier, I get thousands of comments on these carnivore videos I've been doing. And that's the number one thing I hear is I overcame anxiety and depression and my mood is so much better on carnivore. A lot of people yeah. went into it for weight yeah. loss and then found that as the most beneficial reason for doing it. They didn't even go in for it for those reasons. So It's interesting because the one thing I noticed is um, <clears throat> when I started doing my research on YouTube and other places, I couldn't get over how many doctors were on supporting it. Yeah. And major heart surgeons and, you know, major doctors that – um, are very, very educated, very in the know. Carrie, I saw you and I didn't, I didn't watch your videos because you weren't a doctor for a while, but right. then I got into you. But, uh, but how many, and that's what even my wife, my wife mentioned, you know, she said, I can't believe how many doctors are supporting this. And why is that? And so when you start doing your research and realizing that there's so much validity to this, they must know something. Yeah. That's that's so true. I've been fortunate to talk to a lot of those doctors. We recently interviewed Dr. Hampton in Chicago too. And that was a question I asked him. I'm like, so you're doing this carnivore, Dr. Hampton. I'm like, it's gotta be crazy for you as a doctor. Do you know of other doctors doing it? And he basically said, oh, I think there's a lot. I know of, he was like, even named some, there's other doctors are doing it, but a lot of them aren't gonna like put it on their door. <laughs> like Dr. Smith carnivore, they don't wanna talk about it or they wanna try it out or it's still early stages, but it's still really going against the grain for a lot of them. But even with the fact that it's going against the grain, yeah, you got, like you said, Dr. Philip Ovedia, heart surgeon, uh, Dr. Chafee, neurosurgeon resident, uh, Dr. Barry, uh, Dr. Kiltz, Dr. Baker. It's like, there's more and more, Dr. Lisa Wiedemann, um, Dr. Georgia E, Dr. Chris Palmer, there's so many of them. Uh, it's it's really interesting. I really feel too, uh, this thing is just spreading, uh, Cameron, because it seems like, I didn't even, like you said earlier, I didn't even know what carnivore was before. If you would have asked me what carnivore mm -hmm. was, I would have been like, are they mostly eat meat? I don't know, it's a liver king guy. I, I didn't know exactly what it was. But now that I know what it is, I'm getting so many more people telling me, yeah, I do carnivore too. I do carnivore too. JT and I just did that video where we knocked on a stranger's door, said, we'll cook you a carnivore dinner. And their dad was carnivore for 30 days already. Like, what are the odds of that? If not, more and more people are doing it. The crazy thing with that too was two days after that, um, the woman, her name was Tanya, her sister messaged on the comments and she said, me and um, her spouse just started carnivore also before they saw our video. They started it because their dad did, which is the thing that I'm seeing uh, too, Cameron. Like I started carnivore. Uh, my mom's doing it. Both of my sisters are doing it. My daughter's doing it. So it seems to spread and everyone that does it, if it works, which it seems to for most people, then they become a new example. And then they're like, oh, so-and-so is doing it. And then it spreads and it spreads. So I really feel like it's spreading like wildfire, but a lot of people don't talk about it. So it doesn't seem like it is, but. Well, yeah, we'll no. I, at first, I didn't really talk about it around the community that I'm in because I had mentioned it once or twice, and you know, you get a lot of backlash of it. But now that I've gotten results and people see what you're doing, and mentally or physically, now I've started to sort of share. But at first, I didn't. I didn't. We have, I live in a very small, tight-knit community that uh, has very uh, opinionated, so I didn't really see much at first. Right.
Yeah, same for me. And sometimes you got to pick your battles or it's not worth it. But I'll have to send you one of my shirts, Cameron. The I eat only meat. Ask me why. <laughs> Go to the grocery <laughs> store with that. on. Talk about going from being anxious before to just not even caring anymore when you wear that shirt. You get a, you get a lot of uh, conversation starters there. I had a shirt that I used to wear when I was quite fat, a big, big. It was it was awesome when you're fat because I beat anorexia. It said, and it was everyone always got a kick out of that. But Wait, what did what did it say? I beat anorexia. Oh, <laughs> that's I, awesome. I, 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 I put food stains on it to make sure it's my belly's hanging out. It keeps no work like that. Right. Awesome. Well, I think we got all the questions. Um, wait, there's one more comment here. I wanted to share this one. Cameron, thanks for having the courage for sharing your life with Carrie and us. I second that. Thank you so much, Cameron. This has been great. Uh, really, really appreciate it. I know it takes a lot to just get on here and talk to a bunch of strangers, but I really think it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah. It's uh, the duty I feel I have. It's, it's, you come across something that works and you... You get a lot of uh, feels for it, and you you know you you want to share, and it's a good platform to be able to share that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, uh, Cameron, for sharing your story with all of us. Thank you, everyone, for your your comments and questions. And um, yeah, Cameron, I always say this. It's like I'm a middle schooler or something, but uh, I'm your new friend. So if you ever need anything, seriously, reach out. I feel like. Uh, feel like there's like a brotherhood sisterhood with people that have mental health issues and they've kind of gotten over them and been through them it's uh it's a crazy thing but that hopelessness is you get over it you want to share it with other people you want to help other people and it's uh it's carnivore community is just great so there's a lot of support there too which is awesome to have so uh yeah with that thank you so much cameron really appreciate it thank you all right bye everyone